Welcome back to the Blackhawk Booster podcast, episode number two. First of all, I'm your host, Brett Ketterman. I want to thank everybody for watching and listening the last week uh, for our inaugural episode. Also, thanks for all the great feedback on Twitter, Facebook, and in person. We do appreciate all that talk. Um, So let's just get going to episode two. With me tonight is girls volleyball head coach Liz Culver girls swim head coach Evan Hill and Blackhawk football coach Nick Nelson so thank you guys for joining me here today Liz we're going to start with we're going to start with you coach Culver and you know you you had a very successful career playing wise um, and now you're taking it to the next level here coaching the Blackhawks what are some of the things you learned as a player um, that you're trying to emulate as a coach that you kind of thought, I think this is what I'm looking for in a coach? That's a good question. Um, well, I was really fortunate. I mean, my high school coach, I'm still in contact with, so I was pretty close with her. Um, she was actually the person that kind of got me started on volleyball. I didn't have the opportunity to play volleyball until I was in high school. In all honesty, I started playing because my mom wanted me to do swimming. My sister wanted me to play tennis and I chose the in-between. So um, I was kind of thrown in um, to different positions and she really like taught me the ins and outs of the game and she taught me the strategy um, and she just, she had me look at the game from a very different perspective. So that was something, you know, throughout my years as I started to play club, and then I went to college, um, I was able to pick up with Stacey Boudreaux and she was very similar. And that's really what drew me to UW-Whitewater. Um, her perspective on the game is all about, you know, being able to read your opponent um, and really hitting on their weaknesses. So anytime, you know, she would call a timeout or before a game, she studied our opponents very closely and she didn't only do it within herself and her own coaching strategies, but she would stand with us and, you know, she'd ask me, what do you see on the other side of the court? You know, what are your intentions with the ball? Why are those intentions, you know, in play right now? Um, And I've found myself without even purposely doing that, having those same conversations with my players, you know, um, what are you seeing from where you're at on the court? Why are you sending the ball over in that manner? And sometimes they look at me like it's a trick question um, and it's not, but a lot of times it just kind of opens that dialogue. And I think they start to see those pieces of the game. Um, whereas sometimes that's kind of a line drawn between the player who's in control of the ball and then the coach who's seeing it on the other side. I really like to mix those lines so that our players are, you know, when they're on the court and I can't call a timeout, they're doing the same thing for each other. And they're having that dialogue when I'm not able to. Well, you, you lost some great talent from last year, like Catley Krause and Hope Hagney, probably girls that you were able to kind of have those conversations with. But your cupboard's really far from bare as you return Alyssa Hagney, the honorable mention player, and, of course, the player of the year and Andy Spees anchoring your squad. And that's got to be a big bonus uh, for you and, and the Lady Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. Um, we're definitely, you know, excited about – um, you know, the different pieces we have on the court. Andy Spees will be huge for us. Um, obviously, she runs half of our offense setting. Um, that has been something that we've kind of had to navigate losing Callie. So we actually have Shelby Gladham 
um, who stepped into that position. Kind of unusual, not the first time we've done unusual things in this program, but um, having one of our middle hitters also running our offense is something definitely different, but she's taken up the challenge and, you know, it's, it's imperative that we're able to get Andy the ball to swing. So um, some of it's going to, you know, look a little creative on the court and there's still going to be some tweaks here and there, but she's done a great job taking reps. And then it always helps, you know, having Alyssa defensively. Um, we played in a preseason tournament in the Dells. And I mean, she was all over the floor getting balls up and keeping us in rallies and, you know, playing balls that if you looked at the coach on the other side, they thought there was no way it was getting up. And, um, you know, we were able to to build a lot of points off of that. So I think between having her on solid serve receive and defense, um, as well as swinging, I mean, she's a really smart offensive player. Um, she sees the court very well and she's just athletic. So um, to have both her and Andy really leading our team and kind of setting a tone, I think we have a lot of kids behind them that um, are really going to make their mark this season. Well, being creative obviously has helped you throughout the years. Your, your squads have been successful year in and year out. Uh, what are some goals that uh, you or the team have put forth here for this 2022 season? Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, this is a season that is so different, um, especially in having, you know, someone new step into that setting position. So we're really um, not quite looking towards the end of our season yet. We're really kind of starting with those short-term goals. Uh, we have our first tournament tomorrow in Burlington, and that is one of the most competitive tournaments, you know, we play. It's definitely a tough one to start off with. So, uh, the conversations that have been happening in, you know, this preseason, these last two weeks has really been focused on that. Um, we'll play McGuanago and they are actually intersectional. So that's a big game for us. We play them second tomorrow. Um, so it's been all about, you know, what is our mindset going into this tournament? Um, volleyball being that, you know, you pit play pool play and that can determine your entire day. Tomorrow, we have our eyes set on the gold bracket, and that's where we want to be. Uh, we want to face those harder opponents. And so um, really kind of, I guess, scouting out McGuanago the best we can on paper and kind of what we know of them coming back this year. And then, um, you know, just being able to make adjustments in the middle of matches um, and being able to execute some of the things we've been working on is where we're going to start and honestly, I mean, we hope to make a big run in conference. We have a, a pretty competitive conference. Um, it's not going to be easy by any means, but we really, we hope to kind of cause some damage as we start to go into conference play coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Well, good luck, Coach, tomorrow. And then again, you play on Tuesday at Beaver Dam. So yes. jumping right into uh, some tough competition. So good luck on that. Yes, thank you. Uh, now we'll swing over to the girls swim head coach, Evan Hill. Evan, I believe this is your eighth year as Blackhawk swim coach. Um, much like Coach Culver, you've had some great success as a high school swimmer, a 50-yard uh, freestyle state champ. And then at the college level at UW-Green Bay, where you claimed a Horizon title in the 200 medley, medley relay. Uh, again, all that's kind of translated into you being a, a good, successful coach for the swimming program. What have you been trying to bring to the swim program over the years to kind of keep that competitiveness up? Um, well, you know, that's kind of like a, a really loaded question because 
I mean, I'm kind of doing the same thing that uh, my co or my high school coach did, uh, Mr. Rumpy, who was a fantastic coach for Fort Atkinson for so many years. Um, just really having the uh, competitiveness, um, staying with the athletes and making sure that they're staying competitive with each other, um, really pushing each other all the time, because that's what really drove me when I was in high school and then in college as well, because that was a big thing that my college coach pushed was competing with each other and your teammates, um, kind of always building within and competing. Talking about competing with your teammates, you know, you look at any sport and anytime you have a couple of top athletes being able to compete with each other in practice, it just improves. So for this year's squad, who are some of those swimmers that you're looking to really kind of take the reins um, for this season? Um, this season we got, uh, well, we, we got kind of all over the place, but our two uh, main girls who are really pushing each other already, and we've only been going for eight days here is uh, Rebecca Christ, who's just coming. This is going to be her first real season as a as a junior because her freshman year was a COVID season. I think she swam maybe 12 days in the water because we swam for a week and then got shut down. Then we got thrown right into sectionals at the end of the year. So she had a weird freshman year. Last year, she got uh, pulled out like two weeks in due to a shoulder issue and ended up needing uh, surgery on it. So it's her first year having a real season. So she's number one. Um, she looks great in the water as well as uh, Tessa Burns. Um, she's coming back. She's going to be a, a heck of a backstroker for us this season. Those two are really pushing each other in practice um, in every single set that we have going on. Well, your team hits the water for the first meet this Saturday when you go to the leader pool. Um, what are some of the goals you're looking to accomplish? I know we talked before the podcast, you know, the numbers aren't quite, you know, real deep wise. Um, yep. So that sometimes hurts you in the scoring, but a lot, again, swimming is more of an individual sport as well at some times. So what are you looking to kind of get out of this first meet? Well, the, the first meet is kind of always just interesting, at least for me, just to see where everybody's at. Um, like you said, it is an individual sport. So whenever you have the first meet, um, you, you kind of just see where everybody's at, you get a time, um, look at what's going on in their races, kind of where they're starting to fade in those longer events. Um, figuring out where their times are at, how their turns look, just all, all the little things. And it's, it's going to be their first race, like you said, in two weeks. And this is the first time we've ever actually had a full two weeks. Usually we have a meet within our first week of practice. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting because I've been pushing them for the last two weeks and I'm excited to see what they can do on Saturday. Uh, good luck again on Saturday. Again, that meet is at Leader Pool starting at 10 o'clock. And then next Tuesday, you travel to DeForest for the Badger Relays, which are always kind of a fun uh, event to have. Yep, it should be a good time. Thank you, Coach Hill. Now we'll move on to the Fort Blackhawk football team. Coach Nelson, congrats on your 20-14 to 14 win last Friday in week number one. You know, overall, your team played really well. Looking at the offensive end, Dane Brost really did a good job and is his first start at under center. Yeah, Dane did an outstanding job. It was uh, uh, we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback this year. Um, we kind of tweaked some things offensively. He's he's really in charge when he's out there. So uh, a lot of times he did a good job, made the right reads, made the right choices, and uh, his teammates were able to really help him out. Uh, you know, your defense played very well all game long, and then kind of at, near the end of the fourth quarter, kind of gave the crowd and probably you a little heart attack. Uh, gave up a couple of big plays that they had really defended well throughout the game. 
uh, which led to a Red Hawk score. The onside kick was recovered by Milton. Um, but then, hey, your defense ended up staying strong and, and shut down Milton when it needed to. What did you tell those guys before they went back on the field for Milton's final drive? Uh, just kind of our mantra, next play. Um, something good happens, move on. Something bad happens, move on. Um, our defense, yeah, that our, our offense didn't do any favors there in the second half. We had a couple guys go down at injuries, and um, we, we, it was hard to find a rhythm. Milton made some really good adjustments at halftime um, that really kind of uh, our guys. Um, but we, we were – I mean, it was our first game. Um, we have a lot of guys in new spots, a lot of guys that uh, don't have much experience on the varsity level. Um, unfortunately, uh, there at the end of the game, some of our more experienced guys, Eli Koss and Braden Sayer, they really stepped up. They executed and they were able to uh, make one more play in the Milton. Uh, this week, you have a rare Thursday night game as you travel to West Bend West. First, talk a little bit, how different is it preparing the team for a game on Thursday when everything is always set for a Friday. And again, I guess this is probably obvious, but I'm guessing that's probably better to have it happen in week two than in say week eight or nine. Um, it might not seem like that big of a change, but uh, I really believe, uh, you know, successful football teams, they figure out their routine and they understand how to execute and make the most out of a routine. Um, so this being so early in the season, we're still kind of figuring out our routines but then we don't have the trust and the confidence to kind of fall back on. Um, fortunately, we did have a Thursday game last year uh, against Portage. So we, as a coaching staff, we were kind of able to think about and how we wanted to change things, how we wanted to adjust things, make sure that we got the most out of just three days of practice instead of three days of real practice and one day of, of just kind of run through. We don't, we don't get our run through this week. We got to be ready to go on Thursday. Well, good luck on that, Coach, and I believe you can watch the streamed events if you go to FordAthletics.com. They already have the link up, so good luck on Friday. Thursday. Thursday, as I just was talking about that. Sounds All good. Right. Uh, well, coaches, I want to thank you, but before we head out, a uh, couple of – this is the, what we deem the get-to-know-your-Blackhawk coaches, a couple of quick answers for some kind of off-the-topic questions. Hmm. So we'll start with Coach Culver, go to Coach Hill, and finally to Coach Nelson. First of all, your favorite TV show. What do you like to watch to relax and unwind? Coach Culver. This is not going to sound like a good answer to this, but There's I would no say, like, I don't know, like 48 hours or like Chicago PD. All right. Like, so, hey, anything, you know. Some people like comedies. Some people like the crime shows. It's, I, I totally understand. I'm totally into crime it. podcasts right now. So that's actually a, a really fun show to, to enjoy and sit down and unwind. Coach Hill? Um, I've got two that I kind of binge watch. I watch one and then watch the other, and then I just go right back to the first one. But it is uh, Bob's Burgers and New Girl. <laughs> so definitely into the wacky comedies i, oh, I that yeah. first, i've known you for a long time and that does not surprise me one bit uh coach nelson uh well it just wrapped up but my wife and i were pretty uh into uh better call saul um i'm thinking now we're gonna go back and watch breaking bad again um just kind of figure out the timeline of everything and kind of hopefully see some stuff that maybe we missed the first time 
one of those shows I've always wanted to watch Breaking Bad. I never have quite gotten the time into doing it, but hopefully soon. Uh, final question. Uh, it's still kind of summer out. It was warm today. Would you rather relax on a pontoon boat or go jet ski? I'm going with the pontoon boat. Go chill. Yeah, I'm, I'm going on the jet ski as fast as I can go. And probably wiping out three or four times in the midst of it, I'm sure. Yep. And Coach Nelson? I think I'm on my – I think I'm on the pontoon boat, same as Coach Culver. That's right. Relaxing while watching Coach Hill scream by you going 60 miles an hour. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, I appreciate the time, coaches. A uh, couple of scores to pass on for those that are curious about Blackhawk athletics. Monday, the Fort Girls Tennis had a – uh, triangular meet. Uh, they were in five and one against Janesville Parker and Beloit Memorial before dropping a four to two decision to Jefferson. The number three doubles, Josetta Reed and Kylie Grunert went three and oh, while the number one doubles team of Sierra Jelinek and Lillian Granick went two and one, along with Maya Nystead and Leah Kincaid also two and one, followed by Lizzie Edelmeyer and Hildy Rue having a su successful day on Monday. Saturday, the uh, Lady Blackhawk tennis team also defeated Whitnall. Upcoming events for Blackhawk fans. Thursday, as we mentioned, football travels to West Bend West. Saturday is a busy day as the cross-country teams under head coach Spencer Agnew gets their first meet underway at Watertown in the Glen Herald Invite. Girls swimming and Coach Hill will be at the leader pool and boys soccer will take place at Jefferson. Monday, girls golf. And the coaches versus cancer team scramble at Maple Bluff Country Club, along with boys soccer at Whitewater. And then Tuesday is a big day for Blackhawk athletics as girls golf travels to Door Creek. Tennis is at Stoughton. Coach Culver's volleyball team, as I mentioned earlier, going to Beaver Dam. And the girls swimming at the Badger Relays at DeForest. Just want to remind everybody that September 9th is a booster tailgate before the high school football game from 530 to 7. That should be a great place to attend, get to know your boosters, and also sign up for the Booster Club as they are sponsoring this wonderful podcast. Well, Coach Culver, Hill, and Nelson, I want to thank you guys for joining us on Episode 2 of the Blackhawk Booster Podcast. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, and we will talk to you guys soon. Good luck this week, and uh, go Blackhawks.